You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore that out. Well, big shout out to Mr. JJ for filling in over the weekend. I know technically today was uh, Monday, but I record, you know, on the weekends at night. So he filled in Sunday night for Monday morning. It Just don't worry about it. But we're back, and um, I was planning on continuing on with questions that were uh, left over from the last Q&A, but there's been a little bit of news going on lately, which it's not really news, but it's 24-7 wall-to-wall stuff to talk about, apparently, so we're going to call it news, and then you and I are going to talk about it. Anyways, how you guys been? I, I haven't uh, haven't talked to you in a while. It's been a long time. I've been, uh, been alright, contemplating whether or not I want to jump in on this makeup versus no makeup thing on Twitter. I'm just kind of self-conscious, you know what I mean? I don't know. We'll see. But anyways, why don't we start with some uh, not exactly Packers news. Because it's a thing. Uh, Tim Tebow, apparently coming back to the NFL. I I don't know. I, I, I just, I, why? I've never been like a big Tim Tebow hater like a lot of people are. It's like a favorite pastime is trashing Tim Tebow. But, I mean, the guy was not all that great when he played in the NFL like 15 years ago, right? Yes, I'm exaggerating, but still. I'm sure he keeps in good shape and everything else, but I, it, it's why? And to be a tight end, that's even dumber. Do you know what tight ends are doing right now? Like, athletic quarterback, cool. Like, if, if there was a need for that, I bet he could still do something. But tight end? He ran a 4-7-1 like 12 years ago. I think Noah Fant ran a 4-5 flat. Kyle Pitts was like 4-4 four, four something, 4-4-4. Four, four, four. Not that 40 time is everything, but I'm just saying, I mean, that's kids coming out of college are um, freaks. And Tim is, you know, he's strong and he's fast and he can throw a football, which I don't know what that combination exactly does for you. I mean, as far as quarter, he's, he's I don't I don't know, well, I, I, I don't know. I don't understand it. It's kind of up there, I guess, with uh, like bringing back Jason Witten. Except for the part where Jason Witten has been a long-time, extremely talented tight end for a long time, you know. But it's kind of like we brought him back, and I don't really know why Dallas brought him back, because he's super old and he's not very good. And he wasn't, and it was sort of like a novelty thing, but he didn't do anything. Maybe he could aspire to be that, because he's obviously younger and probably more athletic than Jason Witten at age 74. It's just such a weird thing. And and you're, you're a new coach, and you're trying to inspire your team. You know, give him confidence that, like, dude, this guy's a freak, man. I mean, he is, he's one of the greatest minds in, in all of football. Doesn't have to be true, but you, you kind of psych yourself up for that. Like, dude, it's going to be crazy. He's, he does, like, college plays. College is crazy. He's, like, college smart. Not, like, pro smart. It's like, you're smarter when you're, when you're at a lesser competition. It's crazy. And then he goes and brings in Tim Tebow, and it's like, oh, no, I think I had that backwards. They're, they're stupid. They're, they're, they're stupider in in college because <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, they, they paid money to bring him back too. That's the crazy thing. Usually I'm try I try to like temper 
my comments because there's that whole like what if thing. I'm I'm good with just letting my reputation just get tanked if he ends up being a fantastic tight end because it's just it's there's it's not gonna happen. Anyways, in semi interesting Green Bay Packers news, the Packers are actually bringing in some veteran quarterbacks, Kurt Benkert and Chad Kelly. And to be fair, this is a pretty unprecedented move. I don't I couldn't tell you the last time the Packers brought in a veteran quarterback. I mean, you know, veteran as in they're already in the NFL. But generally, they fill these spots with undrafted free agents. Now, it's possible that was their plan, but it just didn't work out, or there just weren't any that they liked because it's a weird year. And so they got to bring them from somewhere, so they just grab a couple guys to come try out. I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of peak overreaction season, so, I mean, you might as well just run crazy with it. Like, do they, they need a vet because Rodgers is gone? Or, you know, I don't know. Just think of something stupid. You might as well just jump on the bandwagon. But uh, Kurt is 25 years old, 6'4", 215 pounds, has not played a single snap in the regular season, played two years for the Atlanta Falcons, apparently was released. He was an undrafted free agent for him. He did play in the preseason. He graded out as uh, below average and then average, so major progress being made there. In 2019, in the preseason, he threw for 19 completions, 185 yards, a touchdown and no interceptions. The year prior, it was quite a bit more yards, 185 yards in 2019. In 2018, 347. Um, As far as touchdown to interception, you know, pretty standard, zero touchdowns, four interceptions. So, you know, (laughs) he's he's fine. He's he's great. Uh, Chad Kelly, actually, we got a little bit more progress here. Six foot two, 224, uh, played for the Denver Broncos, quarterback out of Mississippi. He was actually, he was drafted in the seventh round, 253rd selection. This one's a little bit more interesting. Um, I actually do remember the day that he was drafted because there's kind of an interesting story there. I would say funny, but it's we'll go with interesting. However, let's get into his professional stats here because he actually does have big-time stats. And by big-time stats, I mean he has played in the regular season. Uh, he played one snap. And it was a, uh, it was an, it, it, he took a knee, is what it was. It was a one yard, one yard loss. As far as the preseason, though, 2018 Denver Broncos, 60 attempts, 40 completions, 466 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. Uh, 2019, he was actually with the Indianapolis Colts. We'll kind of get into all those details in a moment. Um, 54 completions on 73 attempts, 583 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He actually had an 80 overall grade. The One of the more interesting facets of this is that he actually grades out really well as a runner. He's extremely athletic. 2018 with Denver, uh, one attempt for 42 yards. Indianapolis, four attempts, 107 yards, 10.7 yards per attempt, and two touchdowns. Of those four attempts, he had four missed tackles forced, meaning one per carry, which is ridiculous. Uh... Two of those carries went for over 15 yards. So, pretty wild stuff. So, here's the thing with Chad Kelly. And I, I, as soon as I saw he was picked 253rd overall, it kind of jogged my memory. That is the Mr. Irrelevant pick. Chad Kelly is the nephew of Jim Kelly. Essentially, um, John Elway, who obviously knows Jim Kelly, they were very good quarterbacks in the same era, gave Jim Kelly a call and talk to him about his his nephew or whatever, and I feel like it was sort of a hat tip. Not that they didn't want him at all, but it was kind of a, you know, I'm going to do you a solid and and draft your kid with the the Mr. Irrelevant pick. The problem with Chad, probably more so than, you know, the lack of of, uh, upside, I guess, is he's kind of a wild child. He kind of comes off as one of those spoiled kids who has a big name and has been super popular and super talented his whole life. 
And so he kind of can't help but get in his own way. And to be honest, I'm kind of shocked the Packers called him and brought him in, probably because he's just a really talented guy. He's got an absolute cannon for an arm. He's extremely athletic, 6'2", 224. I mean, it's, he's got everything you'd want in a quarterback. And uh, the issue started pretty much right away. He, he actually went to Clemson. So, I mean, serious talent there, right? Clemson doesn't just bring on anybody. He appeared in five games, passed for 58 yards, rushed for 117 yards and a touchdown. However, in April 2014, Kelly was dismissed from Clemson's football team due to conduct det- detrimental to the team. Spent a year at East Mississippi Community College. Obviously, he's way too talented for that, so he just completely tore it up, and the team went 12-0, and after which he transfers to Ole Miss. In his first year, he is the starting quarterback. Anyways, the guy gets injured and ends his career that way and then gets drafted in the seventh round. Now, again, I, I had heard, even when they drafted him, that that was kind of the biggest issue was sort of the off-the-field stuff. Well, October 24th, 2018, which is the year that he was drafted by the Denver Broncos, the Denver Broncos released Kelly following his arrest on suspicion of first-degree criminal trespassing. He allegedly entered a woman's place of residence after leaving teammate Von Miller's Halloween party. On March 20th, 2019, Kelly pled guilty to misdemeanor second-degree criminal trespass for the incident. On May of the following year, 2019, the Colts picked him up. He was suspended the first two games of the 2019 season for violating the NFL personal conduct policy, assuming that was based on the arrest that he was just, you know, arrested for. He ended up getting waived and then signed again to the practice squad and then got released. He was also arrested in 2014 for an altercation outside of Buffalo, New York nightclub, in which he fought the bouncers and resisted arrest. So, that's kind of what you're getting with him. And again, I'm pretty shocked that the Packers would even bother with him because generally they don't even deal with this stuff like at all. Somebody sent me a message that says Reggie is an eagle, not a Packer. People are so weird. What? What? Who are you? Who, who are you? Who are you? You know, I always thought I had really bad social skills and I'm still convinced they're not great. But oh my goodness. And we, we homeschool our kids and everybody's like, aren't you worried about socialization? It's like socialization. Have you ever been to public school? They don't know how to socialize. There's weird kids everywhere. Everybody's weird. It's just something like you just stick your kid with other kids and they won't be weird. It's like, no, that's not how that works. And you know that. So many freaks everywhere. What are you talking about? Who are you? And then I get spam. That's great. Anyways, Reggie, who I'm assuming he means Reggie White, is an eagle and not a packer. You ever have somebody pick a fight with you that it's like, it's so easy to win this fight, but I just, I'm just not, I just, I'm not going to do it. It's almost like somebody just throws a shotgun at your feet and slaps you in the face and like, what are you going to do about it? Like, are are you, is this, are you setting me up? What is this? Like, yeah, punk, what are you going to do? Prove me wrong. Bet you can't. Bet you can't win this fight. Pick it up. She's locked and loaded. You know what? No, I'm going to go home. I don't even have the energy to pull the trigger. I just don't have it in me right now. Because you have sapped the energy out of my soul. People just want to fight, man. Just super bored at 8.50 on a Monday. Hey, man, I just want to let you know, Reggie White was never a Packer. Oh, okay. I'm going to go back to my podcast now, okay? (laughs) Just... Oh, just, just, just take the shotgun. Just, you use it. I don't even want, you do it. Do me a favor. This planet is out of control. Okay, where was I? So I gotta stop looking at my phone. This is why I hate social media, but, because that's all, that's all social media is. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, what, 
Wh- what am I looking at? And half the time, it's people with blue check marks that get paid good money to say stuff like that. Not that specifically, but that level of, like, what is that? Anyways, we're a little bit early on, but why don't we take a break here, and then we'll get into kind of the bigger news, and it'll probably be a shorter day today. Again, I don't know why I keep telling you that, because you you can see the timestamp, but it just dawned on me, and I figured I'd share that with you, that I just learned that. But we got a handful of thank yous, and again, I, like always, I don't know where I left off, so we're going to say thank you to Mr. Jeremy Retz, Robert Vilmo, Joseph Babbitts, and Jake Berger. Thank you all very much for jumping in on Patreon. Remember, if you jump in for just a dollar a month at patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy, you can get the podcasts early and ad-free on patreon.com. Also remember, we are going to do a giveaway if we can get 96 more patrons. I know, I know it's a stupid goal, but guess what? We're going for it. We're going all in. Bet you won't. Good, I don't, I don't want to have to pay for your stuff. Bet you won't. Actually, that's a lie. I absolutely want to buy you something. Please, please, please sign up. But uh, again... The giveaway is going to be your choice, a PFF subscription, a Game Pass subscription, or the newest Madden game. I don't even know how that stuff works anymore. I haven't played Madden in 10 years, but uh, it's popular, and if you want it, I will buy it for you. Anyways, why don't we go ahead and take a break? We'll be right back. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. So why don't we start with uh, Devante? I'm not really sure the best one to start with, but I feel like this is the least interesting, although it's massively interesting. I shouldn't even say that. It, I don't know. It's potentially massively interesting. 
Um, and I don't know the best way to do this, so I don't know. Do I want to play the whole thing? It's it's almost four minutes long. Let's start with that, and if I want to jump in and comment in between, we'll just do that. But uh, let's let's play this. This is Devontae Adams talking to Colin Coward. And obviously everybody wants to desperately read between the lines. But again, the reason I want to play all this is, well, I'll give you a great example uh, after we talk about this. But generally speaking, what happens is there's a handful of people that actually listen to these videos. Those people summarize in their own way, and then those summaries get passed around and people take the summaries as gospel, usually on Facebook, right? Facebook is where things get all blown up. Somebody does like a graphic, Devante says he's leaving, or Devante says Rogers is coming back, or some kind of weird thing that was never said, and then that gets passed around all over. And then I end up about two hours after I already watched the video and heard what happened, I start getting messages from people like, dude, did you hear this? Did you hear Devante's leaving? Like, <laughs> come on, guys. No, I, I mean, yes, I heard, but I, that's not, no. I don't, know, I don't know how to answer your question. But anyways, let's get started. Just when you heard the Aaron Rodgers stuff, what was your first reaction? What, what, I mean, what was like the first minute you thought blank? What did you think? Well, when I first got it, um, I, was, I was actually on the golf course um, trying to enjoy myself. A couple of brewskis out there, so it's a, <laughs> it's, it's a good day. Um, and then I hear that, and it kind of sways it, obviously. Um, I don't really know what to think. I hadn't really spoke to him. So, um, you know, it, it wasn't the best news to receive while I'm out there trying to have a good time. But, um, you know, it, it scared me a little bit. But it was, you know, a lot of things that go into this. So I was like, let's, let's just calm down. Let's see see what's going on. We'll talk to him and then, you know, ultimately try to figure out what's going on with this thing. I want to stop there for a second because there's, I think there's one important thing to realize here. Devontae Adams had no idea any of this was going on. Did anybody else pick up on that? He didn't have the slightest clue about any of this. It gave me, at least, a little bit of an insight as to how disconnected players are from each other in terms of their business dealings. In other words, this was not a very well-known thing that Rodgers was going to be gone this year. Now, you can take that for whatever it's worth, but my first thought was, you start talking about uh, James Jones, John Kuhn, A.J. Hawk, Brett Favre, all the people that claim, you know, I'm, I'm real tight with them, I know what's going on, and we're going to try to read their mind and read their statements to understand what's going on. These guys don't know. Now, I have a feeling Devontae has a pretty good idea based on what he says as we move a little bit forward. He mentions how, you know, he's going to get in touch with Rodgers and they're going to have a talk, and I think Rodgers probably did have more of a heart-to-heart with Devontae than he did with maybe some of these other guys. You know, A.J. Hawk even kind of said, you know, we didn't really talk about it very much. You know, we talked a little bit, but we were trying to keep it light because we were out having fun or whatever. Devontae obviously called, and it was all business. But I do find that interesting. He didn't have the slightest clue. He said he was out golfing. He heard the, he heard the news from Schefter. Schefter broke the news to him. So for all the, you know, again, the Schefter faked it thing, okay, he knew it before Devontae did. So, yeah, and, and for those that are still hanging on, which I doubt is anybody yet, but uh, yes, Devontae did just confirm something is going on. Anyways, continuing on. You know, Devontae, you're a free agent at the end of next year, so you're very, very fortunate that if the Aaron Green Bay thing did not work, you would be on the market, and I'm going to guess you're going to get whatever you want. You're going you're to get a Stephon Diggs deal. So let's be honest here. Um, this is not a shot at Jordan Love, but if Aaron moved on, you have such an incredible working relationship with him. Would it affect your future in Green Bay? Uh, potentially, potentially. I mean, it, that's my guy. That's the, the only guy that I've had, um, you know, other than that, um, 2017 season when he got hurt, it's the, it's the only guy that I played with and 
um, you know, we built up a, a special connection over the years that has made it, you know, put us both in really good positions in our career. Um, you know, not that he needed me to come along for it because he was already in that spot, but we established a lot together. So it would change a lot, man. Um, you know, doesn't mean potentially I'd be gone, but, um, you know, I definitely have to do some extra thinking if, if my guy wasn't here. Listen, the Packers are a big brand. They're a notable franchise, but they're Devontae. They're different. They don't have an owner. It yeah. is not only the smallest NFL city, <laughs> it's the smallest NFL city, it's the smallest pro city. It's a very, yeah. there's a very unique bonding experience in Green Bay. It's not a criticism. Right. One, one, of, one of Aaron's criticisms of the franchise, they haven't communicated all the time. And in fairness, he's, yeah. he's right. Yeah. Um, when, when Aaron complains about that, do you defend him on that? Do you see that sometimes? I defend my, my guys on everything, man. I mean, this is, uh, we all know it's a pretty, in, um, you know, dense business. There's a lot that happens, a lot that goes on here. Um, you know, just like any other job, you want to be happy and you want guys, once you have um, gained that respect, you want to be treated with that type of respect. So um, there's certain things that, you know, I can't speak on specifics, but there's certain things that he wants and um, maybe the club isn't wasn't so excited about um, living up to right away. And, um, you know, that can affect the, a guy who's done so much for an organization, um, you know, he's he's put his his body and his really laid his life on the line out there for um, for that team, for for his teammates and everything. So I've been behind him 100 percent throughout the whole thing. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm praying everything works out and that we get him back and, um, you know, we can continue to go out there and do stuff like what you see on the screen there because it's a lot of fun doing that. All right. So I let it run through a couple different questions because, you know, for the sake of my sanity. First point. Um, would you consider going somewhere else? I, I mean, it, 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 the problem is, just like with the Aaron Rodgers thing, we don't know to what degree he means it, right? Aaron Rodgers is unhappy. Okay, is, is it a minor contract thing, or is he, like, 100% out the door, minus, like, you know, I'm, I'll answer my phone, but I'm done. Same with Devontae. On one level, duh. We don't have all the factors, Right, he didn't ask him specifically. Let's say Aaron Rodgers leaves, but the Packers are willing to pay you, you know, twenty-eight million dollars a year. Are you coming back? I have a feeling the answer to that question is absolutely. Now, again, whether or not that would happen, I, I, beside the point. But there's probably somewhat of a scenario where if Aaron Rodgers is here, and he says, and the Packers say, would you be willing to take somewhat of a team-friendly deal, say twenty-three, twenty-four million? He's much more likely to say yes if Aaron Rodgers is here and no if Aaron Rodgers is gone. I think that's more or less the point. Now, here's another point to consider. What are the odds if Aaron Rodgers gets an extension, we can afford Devontae? We may be in a position right now where it's one or the other. Now, I don't know that to be the case, but I do know we are limited in the amount of money we have. I know Aaron Rodgers is a massive drain on resources. I mean, massively, like historically massively. Very rarely has anybody taken up this much salary cap space as Aaron Rodgers is and will be next year. The idea that we can pay, you know, over $25 million for a wide receiver. I mean, there's no more money for anybody else. What about Jair? That dude's about to get massively paid. We can't pay everybody all this money. We can't have the highest paid left tackle, the highest paid quarterback, the highest paid wide receiver, and the highest paid corner all on one team. That's impossible. So, I mean, a lot of people are looking at this as if we let Aaron Rodgers go, geez, I keep doing that. That hurts so bad. <laughs> if we <laughs> oh, bent my nail back, why does that hurt so bad? It's so weird. A lot of people look at this 
as if we don't sign Aaron Rodgers, we're going to lose Devontae. Maybe. How about this? If we sign Aaron Rodgers, we're probably going to lose Devontae. I'm thinking the only way we keep Devontae is if we let go. And, and, and again, I don't know if this is the reality, but I'm, I'm worried about what it's going to take to keep Rodgers. And even if we just keep him on his current contract, I don't know how we're going to pay Devontae. But if, if our goal is to keep Devontae Adams, the only way we might be able to make that happen is if Aaron Rodgers is no longer a drain on resources. Then you can afford a guy like Devontae Adams because our quarterback is on a rookie contract. Now, is Adams going to be happy about it? No. And maybe maybe, maybe he just says, I'm out of here because Rodgers is out of here. Especially if it's, say, the Denver Broncos and Denver comes calling for Devontae. And they're willing to pay top dollar. You know, they, they're matching the Packers offer. And he's like, you know what, I'm going to go with Rodgers over the Packers. Maybe. I don't know. But nobody seems to want to look at the other side of this, that if Rodgers stays, I don't know if we can afford to keep Devontae, even on a team-friendly $23, million. Because I'll tell you right now, there's no way in the world we're getting rid of Jair. So I get the concern that if, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, there's going to be a mass exodus, which I think is a little silly, but maybe there's a, a, a little bit to that. How about the fact of the mass exodus that's going to happen if and when we sign him? Zadarius is gone. There's no Again, Devontae, Zadarius, all these guys, no chance. So... You know, again, we, we got a guy that doesn't want to be here. Yes, he gives us the best chance to win. Yes, I'll, I'll welcome him back with open arms and all that if he decides to come back. But it's going to come at a major cost, and it's not just a, a, a contract update. It's not just an extension into unknown territory of a 40-year-old guy that we don't know if he'll be able to play quarterback anymore. Or a team that has no ability to spend money even to retain their own players, much less go out into free agency, because we're spending way too much money on our quarterback which is a quarterback, by the way, that doesn't want to be here, doesn't like the team, doesn't like the leadership, doesn't like anything about this franchise. That's a hefty price. When you're talking about also cutting guys like Devontae, cutting guys like Zadarius, it's massive. And so that, that's part of the frustration I have with people who look at it as, would you rather have Rodgers or, or, or not have Rodgers? Of course the answer to that question is Rodgers. But there's a lot of other factors. Not to mention we're probably losing love. So after we completely gut this team just to keep one guy... Eventually he leaves and we have no quarterback waiting in the wings. Not super thrilled with that plan. No quarterback, no wide receiver. But, you know, we got a decent offensive line protecting whatever we got throwing back there. The other issue that was brought up, the second question that was posed to Devontae is about the lack of communication. He tried to get Devontae to comment on that and, and admit, essentially, that the Packers are done wrong by Aaron Rodgers, and he didn't. What he said is, I'll always support my guys, and he went on to say that it's kind of a, I don't remember the word he used, but some somewhat of a brutal business. Devon, I've always said Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys, and I think a lot of football players are this way, especially some of the higher up, higher paid guys. It, it becomes, it's kind of like what you hear about tenure, right? Once you, once you get in and you've established yourself, then it's just about finding ways to make sure you maintain your status at the top. And so it becomes sort of a, a good old boys club of us against them, and it becomes a players versus owners kind of thing. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae, Bakhtiari, these guys. And I'm not saying they're necessarily wrong. I'm just saying it's, it's a very, and, and it becomes even players on different teams, right? It's less about Packers versus Bears and more about players versus owners. So Devontae just said, look, I'm always going to support my guys. He never really commented specifically on this saying, I think Rodgers is correct. I think he should try to force his way out or any of that kind of stuff. He just said, you know, when it comes down to the players versus the, or I, sh I should say, when, when, when my guys decide to take a stand, I'm going to support them. That's really all he said. I will say there were, there were several little minor hints in here that at least made it seem like Devontae was optimistic. Now, maybe it's just kind of optimism for the sake of optimism. I don't really know, but um, 
he didn't speak as though he's a guy that expects Rodgers to leave. That's not the impression I got at all. Now, he's just speaking through what he heard from Aaron. So it's possible Aaron just gave him kind of a positive spin, or or not even a spin. It could have just been something as simple as, I don't know, man, I just got to work through some stuff. I just got to think it through. I, I, you know, we got to iron through, and if they're willing to come this far, then maybe, you know, I don't know. So that, that's part of what's hard about all this stuff is that there's so much speculation about what they mean, but I am fairly confident that Aaron Rodgers did not tell Devontae, I'm done, and I'm never coming back. So I'm, I'm feeling if I had to put a number on it, I would say I'm like 65% certain he's going to come back. It just seems so weird that, that he would end up going somewhere. But there are still a lot of real big negatives. And again, the I just can't imagine paying him more money. Now, again, an extension is nice because it, it helps us in the short term. We can maybe push some of that money out. But it's just, it's such a, uh, I don't know. I mean, if we look at it on the positive side, maybe he can pull a uh, Tom Brady. Maybe we can get five, six, seven more years of, of potential Super Bowl runs. The, the problem is, you know, Tom Brady had more of a, a team, especially a defense built around him. And if he's going to strangle the salary cap the way that he is, we're, we're not going to be able to support him all that well. But that's a separate issue. Cross that bridge when we come to it. That brings us to the second part of uh, the news of the day. And there's kind of a larger lesson here, but I, I want to just, um, like I just mentioned, the, the part of the problem with all this is filters, right? It's, it's, it's the telephone game. Aaron Rodgers is knows better than anybody what the issue is because he's the one creating the issue. Aaron Rodgers then communicates what he feels the need to communicate, meaning there's a filter between himself and the person he's talking to. He's not maybe telling them everything. Maybe he's lying. Maybe he's just putting a positive spin on it. Maybe he's putting a negative spin on it. Maybe he's having a bad day, so he sounds a little bit more angry. So that's the first filter. Then you have the spin that gets put on it by that person. Maybe it's a misunderstanding based on their, you know, the, the way that they heard it. Maybe it was whatever. But then there's also the way that they put it out. Maybe they're just trying to protect Rod to make him because he's been kind of trashed by a lot of people, including the fans. So maybe they want to make it seem more positive. Like, no, he really wants to be here and all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. So you get what I'm saying, right? It, it's sort of like telephone, but it, it, some of it may be intentional. A great example of this would be something that sent everybody into an absolute tailspin, which is this was getting passed around. Somebody snipped a uh, shot of their phone or whatever it is, a little pop-up from NFL, the NFL app. It says, via Rappaport, Green Bay Rodgers in negotiations. Below that it says, the Packers have made a, quote, significant long-term contract extension offer, unquote, to Aaron Rodgers, and there, quote, certainly has been some engagement, unquote, from Rodgers, Ian Rappaport. So obviously, the implication here is that this is a new offer that was made, and they're making progress. That's the way that the NFL app chose to portray this. But then there's the actual audio. Where did they get this from? Let's listen to what he actually said. Yeah, well, well, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers are basically where they have been, I would say, over the last several weeks. Uh, they are not anywhere. Uh, they are not in a good place. They are not happy with each other. And the Packers have done a lot of different things to try to make Aaron Rodgers happy, to try to get him to kind of come back to them a little bit. They've made a significant long-term contract extension offer, and the two sides have been negotiating, so it's not like they've just been talking to themselves here. There certainly has been some engagement 
from Rogers' side. Uh, we know something that Mike Garofalo reported uh, last week that Rogers has talked to several different players about joining him somewhere else. However, of course, as we know, the Packers have zero plans whatsoever to trade him. The real question, Tom, is can the two sides come together, agree on a contract extension that makes everyone happy and move forward? If you listen to sort of friends of Rodgers like James Jones on our network, nothing has been ruled out and coming together and working it out is still on the table. We'll just see if they can do it in time to where it kind of means something this spring. Obviously, that is a massively different message. That is a very negative message. He said the Packers aren't anywhere, nothing has changed, and they're not happy with each other. That's literally exactly the news that is being reported. Now he goes on to say and explain what's been happening. They've had some negotiations. There was an, uh, a contract that was offered, which we already knew about, and, and there's kind of some hemming and hawing. Well, is this a new offer or is this an old offer? If this was a new offer, the first part of what he said doesn't make any sense, does it? If the Packers just offered him a brand new massive contract offer, why would you start this off by saying nothing's happening? They're not anywhere. They're not happy with each other. You wouldn't. He's obviously talking about the contract offer that Bob McGinn is talking about, and for all we know, he's just citing Bob McGinn and doesn't actually have firsthand knowledge. So again, this is obviously a very grim report, but you know, for all we know, he hasn't heard anything, and that's really all he's reporting is that we haven't heard anything. I think the bigger and more interesting part of this is exactly what I said. When, by the time we get a report, it's filtered through so many things and you have so many hidden motivations. Again, that's why you get so many divergent things, even from A.J. Hawk, James Jones, and, uh, and Kuhn. Even, even if it's a similar message, there's varying degrees of optimism, pessimism. You know, James Jones is like 90%, and Kuhn is like 70%, and, you know, Hawk is like maybe 50%, and Roger or, uh, Favre is, what, 2%? Maybe Devontae is like 60%. You know, they're, they're all over the place. But, but again, part of that is, what did they actually hear? How much did they actually talk about? What did Roger say and why did he say it? And then what did they say and why are they saying it? Are they being honest? Are they doing coach speak? Are they just trying to be positive and optimistic because that's their character? Like James Jones, who's always positive and optimistic? I don't know. I have no idea. Again, even between Gutekunst and LaFleur, very different messages. Although they're trying to say the same thing. Gutekunst makes it sound like, oh, it's, a, it's no big deal. We're working through it, and uh, we're confident we're going to get somewhere. We're definitely not trading him, though. And LaFleur's like, he's like trying to hold back tears. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. I, just, I don't even want to think about it right now. This is horrible. I can't believe we're here right now. So the bottom line is, again, the lines of communication are open. The biggest struggle I have, despite the fact that I have, again, I'm, I'm above 50% because it just... I just, I, maybe I just can't quite picture it. I can't imagine. There's so many barriers here. Rodgers has to put his foot down and say, no, I'm not coming back. The Packers have to agree and actually deal him. There has to be an offer from another team that's actually big enough. There's so many things that would actually have to happen for this to really be a thing. And I just, I can't quite get over that mental hurdle. Path of least resistance, maybe, for Rodgers to just come back. But at the same time, assuming he is going to dig his heels in, what's it going to take for him to get back? That's the thing, even with Devontae saying, well, they're just trying to work through some stuff, you know. Um, I thought it was really weird when he said he wanted something and maybe the Packers weren't interested in the beginning to do it. Now, I don't know that he's talking about a contract, but let's pretend that he is. So 
he wanted a contract thing, and this lines up very well with uh, Blaine's video that he did with The Office, right? He went there saying, I want an extension. At first, the Packers said no. So he drives all the way out there. He says, I'm really serious about this or I'm going to leave. And they're like, all right, all right, all right, let's do it. And then he's like, you know what? No, I'm done. Let's just say that's what happened. So what do we do now? Do we just hope he comes to his senses? Or are we just kind of waiting him out? Like, look, our, our offer's on the table. It stands. You know, what? come on back, please. Because, I, 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 again, what else is there to offer? I mean, obviously, it could just be that the contract just isn't quite right. Maybe they've more or less agreed on the fact that, you know, Roger says, I, I'll come back if the contract is right, and the Packers say we want to make it right, and they just got to work through it. I don't know. But again, I don't know that anybody necessarily knows. It sounds like Devontae has a pretty decent idea. And, again, I think it's, it's that fact where he says, I wish I could tell you, but I just can't tell you, and then immediately launches into, I can't wait to you know, come on here and tell you that things are going to be great or whatever, tells me that he at least has the impression that they're they're close. Just just a just a vibe I'm getting. But again, it's 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 a little bit frustrating. And it is good here to hear from Devante, I guess, a little bit, um, even though he wasn't able to give us a, a ton of insights. But uh you know, it's a big day as far as, as news and it was it took up the whole podcast. And at the end of the day, it's like in summary we still don't know anything, <laughs> you know, and I feel guilty because it's like we didn't talk about anything, but we got to talk about it because it's all anybody's talking about right now is, is there's massive news, but we don't know what to make of it. And it's like, well, that's kind of the point. There's massive news and we don't know what to do with it. We, we don't really have any information. According to Ian Rappaport, we got nothing else to go on. Rogers is still unhappy with the team. The team is still unhappy with Rogers. Don't really know what's going on. Devontae basically just said, I don't know. I hope he comes back, <laughs> right? I don't know. And that's where we're at. So anyways, I'm going to leave it at that. It's not that short of a day. It's kind of a short day, I guess. I don't know. But I hope you have a fantastic Tuesday. Again, if you are on Patreon, I will, uh, I'll get this up to you tonight. Otherwise, talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.